So, 5-1 top of the 5th. Not what you would call an ideal start by Masahiro Tanaka. Um, but I have faith until there's bottom of the ninth, three outs. Um, but taking people behind the curtain, James guaranteed a victory today. He said Yankees are going to win today and tomorrow. But yet, he's the first guy. So he, so he was the first guy to guarantee victory. Now he's the first guy to give up. So you're saying the Yankees just lost his game? There's no point in playing the rest of the game? You're not answering the question, sir. Have you already gave up? I'm getting there. Ah, where's the faith, kid? Doesn't look good. I mean, first of all, after, um, Randy Azarena, Notre Española, que le muy bien, he, this guy, is like, this guy is getting unbelievable. I feel like it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be Houston- Absolutely, but but the but the bubble didn't pop tonight because the A's decided just to be bad people and you know they they won today nine seven so it's their first postseason loss and I did pick the A's today so currently I'm nineteen and seven you know some might say that's a fantastic record. Um, but if this game holds true, because unfortunately, I didn't pick the Rays again. So, if this holds, I'm going to be 19-8. and eight. But that's still a fantastic record either way. Um, and if the Dodgers win tonight, I'd be 20-8. and eight, Assuming the Yankees decide to say, fuck our feelings. But, it's, it's not what you want. And, a lot of people... I would like to say the majority of Yankee Twitter. Um, one, you'll never catch me blaming the umpires. That's that's just not something I'm prepared to do. Now, are some of the calls, let's say, off? Yes. But hey, you know what? The, you know what that means now. If it's close, fucking swing. With two strikes, you should be protecting the plate anyway, regardless. But. Too many Yankees want to try to just walk. But at two strikes, you should be protecting the plate anyway. But they stand there, and they act surprised like they don't know what's been going on in the whole entire series. So from now on, if it's close, swing. Swing that. You got hands. You got hands on the handle. You can pick up your leg, and you can move your waist, and you can swing the bat. Maybe, maybe that's a possibility. Because... You know, the third inning was good. I mean, the man who, who says, fuck y'all young guys. I'm breaking up this no-hitter because y'all suck. And then, you know, Kyle Higashioka Kyle gets on. They called it an error, which that was not an error. So sometimes the official rule, rule scorer guy is such a fucking idiot. Um, but if that's Gary Sanchez, he's striking out with grounding into double play. I truly, truly believe that. And... You know, my fucking Hicks walks 
which is good. And then Judge is just that fly. I mean, he could have done something better. He, uh, although I can't give too much for Judge because if it wasn't for that catch, it's six one raise, and who knows what else happened that inning. And if Judge is like six five, he's not catching that ball. The only sometimes plays like that, he that only happens because he's six seven. It takes literally every inch to do that. Um, so the rest of this game, put it this way, the Rays can't be scoring any more runs. So the good news is Chagrin could probably pitch into the seventh. Um, earlier today, Boone said he's not so sure if Garrett Cole would start game five. That worries me a little bit. Um, you know, maybe he's hurt because why wouldn't he pitch game five? And even though they already announced Jordan Montgomery, I'd say this, man. If Yankees end up losing tonight, you got to see if Garrett Cole can go tomorrow. And, and then, and then, and then some people might be saying, oh, what, what good does that do just to lose game five? You know, maybe maybe that's true, but I can't end the postseason without using my best guy. But that's just me. They're, they're not gonna do that. They're, they're gonna they're gonna just go go on Montgomery and then the That's worth looking. If the Yankees don't win this game tonight, you sound so defeated. I've never seen you be this defeated, man. Yesterday, you have to understand that it's organization, it's the nerd, it's the computer, it's the little geeks that were picked on in school who were so upset, like you call them nerds. It's the nerds that are, you realize that ever since Yankees went full on analytic geek squad, they have not made it to a World Series or yet haven't even won a pennant, an AL pennant. So, that's it. You listen, I'm not saying analytics should be out of the game. But I do think you can you can do both. You can do it, analytics. It can't, can't be hundred percent of the game. It it has to be it has to be under fifty. I I agree. But my overall point is I think if I'm Hal Steinbrenner, I would go to Cashman and say, listen. We, I have a $228 million payroll, and I'm losing to a team that barely makes Garrett Cole's salary. What the hell? <laughs> what are we doing? What are that we doing? That is so funny. But am I wrong? No, no, you're not wrong. Um, But we are having a guest tonight, so we'll table Yankee talk for later. Miss Madison Hudak. She was, she's a writer for SB Nation. She also covers the New Orleans Saints, NFL and fantasy football analyst for Pro Football Man 1. She's very smart. She's a good sports fan. And it should be a good time. Yeah, um, we get to know all things Saints. Um, who that nation... Um Saints are our 500 team. Um, right now, the team that's leading the NFC South is, well, Nick said it. 
you said the Bucks were, you know, we're, we're going to lead this staff and probably win that division. And even though it's early, so far, the Bucks are leading the NFC South. So far, so good. That's how we Old do man. it in these parts. Old man Tom. Excuse me? You, you, you say this name with respect. It's Tom Edward Patrick Brady. Alright? Old man Tom. Oh still my have God, something such in disrespectful trash wagon. So, e- even though so many of his players are hurt, O.J. Howard, done for the rest of the season. Chris Godwin can't, can't seem to find it in him to play. Like, like, Leonard Fournette is hurt. What goes on out here? Why are these players so soft? Ooh, what a stab by Glaber. That's probably the first best defensive play I've ever seen from Glaber's Horrors. Yeah. Just took that from the grass and said, Shwing! Yeah, I agree. Oh, and guys, go, go hear the new episode, Sports Gossip Girl. They had on the man, the myth, the legend. Better than Jared Krabs, Mr. Eric Hubs. So go check that out. Because we all know Eric Hubs is better than Jared Trash Robbins. At least Hubs sticks to the same stick. And I give Hubs that. Hubs does not change for anyone. What you see is what you get. So I give respect to that. That's right. Because Eric Hubs is a man of people. Even though right now I'm sure he's not too happy because you know Masiro Tanaka and and another thing I hate about Yankee Twitter is I'm pretty sure the majority of Yankee Twitter will not blame Masahiro Tanaka. They're they're gonna I'll give him you. an out. They're gonna give him an out and, and that don't fly with me. smart person. I know how to read. First and last name. It's very rare. <laughs> um, my 2020 has been probably just like everyone else's 2020, which is pretty weird. Um, I'm an introverted person, so quarantine doesn't really bother me that much, to be quite honest. Uh, but it is, I, I feel like I'm starting to get bored because I know that I'm supposed to be bored in my house at this point, pretty much. Madeline, uh, this is uh, changed the other half of the sports news, but uh, I have to ask this question. Uh, uh, huh? Yes. Okay, I have to ask this question. You are a big New Orleans Saints fan. The Saints are a mm-hmm. 500 
the Saints are a 500 team. What are your thoughts on the Saints through the first quarter of of COVID 2020 NFL? Uh, so I think that there is kind of this like dark cloud over a lot of the teams this season. Um, they, you know, drafted some, uh, you know, rookie center to kind of take over. And then, you know, we really didn't have a training camp. We didn't really have any preseason games. And so what you kind of saw at the beginning was just all around really sloppy play. Um, I don't know what was up with Drew to start the season. I, I never thought that he was, you know, athletically inept uh, at any point. Um, this doesn't usually happen in the course of, like, six months unless they hurt themselves severely. It just kind of seemed like nothing was clicking. I hate to, like, talk about the injured, but quite honestly, when Andres Pete left our O-line and they put the rookie in at guard, uh, that's kind of where the offense sort of changed. Um, and I think in the long run, Michael Thomas's brief absence will actually be a good thing uh, because I never believed in Traquan Smith. I'll be the first to admit it. I will be the first to admit that I happily ate my foot on Sunday. So I am really cautiously optimistic. I think it's reroutable. Uh, but the only thing I'd say is we didn't play on week two of the NFL Sunday. That kills the NFL entirely. And that was probably our best luck that we've had all season. What do you think they'll do against the Chargers this Monday night? So I know that they have, you know, uh, it was Tyrod Taylor that had the lung punctured, right, which, which I'm still in literal disbelief over. And so is it Justin Herbert that's going to be playing? Yeah. He, he uh, made so- Tom Brady have the game of, game of his life just to beat him. Yes, they did. The Bucks won. Oh, I thought you you meant um. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Because Herbert played so well, so like, so like, if Tom didn't throw five touchdowns, the Chargers would have won. That's fair. Uh, I I think more than anything else, um, I think last week was a little bit of Drew's revenge tour. I think he's had enough of our slander in the media, to be honest. Um, and the Chargers are always going to be that team for him that let him go. And, you know, I, it's safe to say that uh, everyone was really happy with how that turned out. Saints fans, you know, being pretty much the, you know, most happy about that. But he's always just kind of been this guy with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, I watched his, like, 9 for 9 series where, you know, he wasn't really scouted in high school. He got hurt in college, and then everyone thought he was short. And so... Whenever he plays the Chargers, he just kind of seems to have this extra juice uh, about him. So I'm hoping that that is kind of, you know, what takes over uh, this week. And hopefully they won't be up until 4 o'clock in the morning uh, with, you know, COVID scares. Now, you guys beat the Lions. Um, Granted, it was a kind of a high-scoring game, but Lions do what Lions do. Always, you know, (laughs) fall apart when they matter the most. I picked the Saints to win this division. Right now, you're trailing the Tampa Bay Bucks by a game. Can the Saints still realistically win this division? Yes, but the late-season stretch is really, really frightening for the Saints. Uh, I'm trying to think. Of, I know we play the Chiefs, and you know I, I might as well just 
Well, oh, next, ap- after the Chargers, they play Panthers and Bears. Those are two games you need to win. But then you play the Bucks, 49ers, so those who knows. You should beat the Falcons, then Broncos, no, then Falcons, well, <laughs> then Eagles, then Chiefs. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, when the schedule came out, the 49ers, um, you know, had their intended team together. Uh, I, I feel bad for them. I don't know how, you know, you can overcome all of the injuries that they've suffered. Uh, th- that being said, it's, it, it is in November, and there is a lot of time until then. But the fact that they lost, you know, their entire pass rush pretty much, uh, definitely helps that one out a lot. The Falcons, you know, they'll, they'll go 0 and 5 and then make us look like idiots. They did it last year. Uh, the Eagles was kind of a worry, but they've been really bad too. Um, so I, I think a lot of our games are, are very winnable. And, you know, the Bucks also have to play the Chiefs. They also have to play the Vikings. But, and honestly, the Rams might be a harder draw than the 49ers at this point, just depending on how healthy they are. Um, I think Tom Brady's being overhyped, but the, you know, grass is green. Um, and I know that I hate this so much. You know, I could ignore the Tom Brady media for my whole life, and now it's being force-fed to us. So it's kind of nice to actually dislike him for a reason and not just, like, general annoyance. But I, I would... Uh, Stick out your uh, your pick for us to win the division. We always do that at the beginning of the season. This is nothing new. I don't know why everyone is so surprised. We are always really bad to start the season. It's just a question of whether we pull it together or not. <laughs> come on, why do you why 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 do you have to come against Tom for? Come on, what did he do? He, he's just he's just being a nice nice el. Older man in Tampa, you know, doing doing Tampa things. You know, he's he's just trying 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 to go to work. You know, he's he's trying to do good things. He 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 didn't do nothing to nobody. There's a, there's a like meme series on Twitter of like pictures of Tom like pouting at training camp, and then like letters to his parents like, "Dear mom." Today, I met all of my new friends. I hope they like me. Come on, that was so funny. Come on. How do you not like that? And then, and then, every week... Him... What? Yes, I, I am a Patriot fan. So, so James, James will always try to, you know, be a bad person and... You know, egg egg on the person who's going listen, against listen. that, but you know it's it's great I, content. I'm not a bad person. How you dare you, you are make terrible. Great content for Tom Brady slander. It makes the podcast going. Keep it up. Plus, plus the weekly videos of of him and Gronk. It's funny. It's it's the kind of stuff you like to see. <laughs> Do you want to know the real reason I dislike Tom Brady? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's from my hometown and went to my neighboring high school. And because of him, every single guy in my hometown thinks that they are going to be a professional quarterback and emulate Tom Brady. So I basically grew up with 900 next Tom Brady's, and that is why I ultimately dislike him because I had to deal with his little uh, minions for my entire 
high school experience. See, that is a very valid reason, but those guys are tool bags. You know, Tom oh, Brady absolutely. is 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 not a tool. He, you know, you know, there's 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 always that guy, right? Right, the it guy, the it girl. So those guys think that because Tom Brady's so awesome, and that he's done things people only could dream of, you know, and is he? And, is he? Come on. He's just, he's just the greatest system. He's the greatest system quarterback of all time. Oh. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So how do you feel about Cam Newton then? I love Cam Newton. I I'm a Cam. Oh, you talk about oh, yes, me. yes. Oh, she she met me, but. But thanks to think it's all about you, man. Thank you. <laughs> see, see, I, I, I don't know why I put up with him sometimes. Um, I think the Patriots should be three and one. I think the NFL is full of shit, and that game should have never been played. All right, all right, all right. Let's be real here. Without Cam Newton starting that game. There was no Patriot fan that realistically thought they were winning that game. There was no Chiefs fan that realistically thought they were losing that game. Now, at we saw how the game played until basically the Patriots beat themselves. Julian Edelman hardly ever misses a ball thrown right to him. He, he drops it. It lands right into Tyron Matthews' hands. Goes for a pick six. Patrick Mahomes did not throw a touchdown in in the first half. Brian Hoyer, instead of just making an end zone shot, he he first of all he doesn't know he has no more timeouts. Okay, and then he lets him get self get sacked. So that the the final score of the first half should have been nine three. It should have been nine three. They should have been able to kick two more field goals that they never got to kick. You know it's true. If if you look at the game, you'll see it. And then and then Absolutely. there was so many plays to where Cam Newton runs the ball and you know he 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 would have gotten it. So it's 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 just different and Pete People notice. So now, if if the Patriots lose the division by one game, you know why they lost it. Well, they weren't going to win the division anyway. But... Oh my God! <laughs> see, 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 see. I'm, I'm, I'm not falling for the bait. You just want to be that guy. And and Madeline, I'm so sorry. You have to be here for this because. James normally normally ever reacts this hard before, but tonight he's in his feelings. Yeah, people are usually very nice to Patriots fans, so this is really um, something new. Oh yes, I'm. I totally have. I always. I, I, I'm totally sympathetic to Patriots fans. I really am. Twenty years. Yeah, they had such a hard hard time. It, it, it's such listen, a, I, I, I haven't listen, seen a championship since 2018. It's been too long. All right. Oh, oh my God! My heart bleeds. You. It should. I mean, it, it should. should be the Cleveland Browns who's never seen a Super Bowl in their life. Or, or Her father's a Browns fan. Don't say mean things to Madeline. Right? You know, listen, 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 Madeline, listen, listen, listen. For 20 years, my heart bleeds, aches for Patriot fans. 
should. Oh, my heart just goes out to them. It should. I, Thank they you. Do. They, they haven't really won. I, they haven't yeah. won, man. I know. You like, know, like it's it's not cool. Such a, such a, such a, yeah, they were going through such a struggle. Two years, man. That's that struggle. That, that's a struggle, all right. You know. Thank you for knowing my now, pain, moving man. On, now, moving on from Patriots trouble because that kind of annoys me. But I got to ask you this. You're, you're Louisiana. You're a Saints fan. Also from Louisiana who won a championship, Joe Burrow. Now he's kind of doing this thing in Cincinnati. Have you ever seen a little bit of Joe Burrow? Have I ever seen him? No, like seen him, like seen him play so far for Cincinnati. Oh, oh yeah. He, uh, usually a rookie joins a team and, you know, gets used to playing professional football. And Joe Burrow has been playing professional football and is just waiting for the rest of his team to join him what it's looked like this season. I instantly feel like he is one of the most, you know, elite quarterbacks to come out of the draft, you know, and just be immediately ready for the NFL in this season of all seasons and has been throwing 300 yards a game with their O-line. The fact that he got eight sacks and 18 hits in one game, that's like reckless endangerment. And most rookies, when that happens to them, start curling up in a ball, and then they get freaked out, stop knowing how to make reads. And it's sad, and it happens with a lot of teams, because unsurprisingly, when you draft early uh, in the draft, it's usually because you have a bad team, and for some reason, that happens to a lot of the time be the O-line for your rookie quarterback. So I think for him to be getting pummeled back there and to not really even skip a beat, is really, honestly, probably the most impressive thing about him so far. See, that's what I hate, you know, with professional sports. You know, bad teams get a good draft pick, and these talented young players have to suffer on bad teams. You know, teams like, bad teams like the New England Patriots, the Kansas City Chiefs, you know... The real, the real suffering franchise like those, those are the kind of teams that should get good players. So I think it's shameful that Joe Burrow has to rot in Cincinnati. I, I, I think he should have to rot in, in New England. Wait, wait, time out, time out. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, Marilyn. Before you jump in, I, I gotta rebut that. How does that make any sense? That makes if you're a good team. The pay, the Patriots are struggling right now. They are two and two. No, 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 no. You, you, you had your, no, you had your shot. My rebuttal. You, if you're a great organization, if you're a team that knows how to get talent, it doesn't matter if you're drafting first, 20, 30. Usually if you're drafting in the first, in, if, if you have a first or second overall pick, you're not a good team. If you're drafting in like the 30, 31, 32, you're a pretty damn good football team. And you should How dare you say the Bengals are Bengals are not a great football team? Bengals are fantastic, sir. What's wrong with you? Man, please jump in. Please jump in before I absolutely lose my mind. Yeah, no, I mean, um, it, it irks me just because it does end up. Wait, uh, what happened to Andrew Luck? 
in, in Indianapolis is just like, a, you know, the most tragic NFL tale of not drafting a team around a, a player. And, and it's less like teams that are bad, that more so that are bad organizations and don't know how to field a football team. Most of the Saints top players out of the draft have been fifth, sixth, seventh rounder or undrafted people. Our, and Marcus Colson was a fifth rounder. Um, you know, Lance Moore was, was undrafted. And so, like you were saying before, good teams know how to scout and make talent with whatever they can get. Uh, it just kind of feels like not that bad team should get an extra go or something, but, like, if you're going to draft a quarterback and don't have an O-line, I don't feel like you should be able to hurt someone the way that the, the Bengals are, like, willingly just... The fact that Burrow, did you guys see that hit where he just went like in half over to the floor? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree, that's a problem. You should not be allowed to kill somebody. So, so because the Bengals are not talented, why should Joe Burrow have to suffer? That's why he should go to bad teams like the Patriots, the Chiefs. Maybe the Chargers, maybe the 49ers, you know, bad teams like that. But good teams like the Giants, the Jets, the Bengals, the Browns, they got so much talent, they're oozing with it. They should not get top draft picks. He's putting the Giants as if the Giants are like the, like, like the dregs of the NFL. They won two Super Bowls in the past 20 years. They're doing fantastic. Come on, son. Anyways, so 
you, you see like the uh, you know the uh, MLB where or you know the NBA where LeBron literally decided where he would go win a championship. You know that that's not really something that people can do in the NFL. And so I would be curious if they did have like more money and were kind of able to offer whatever they could to people. Kind of how these teams would shake out. Because we've lost a lot of people that we've kind of groomed in the offseason the last couple of years just because we don't really have the ability to pay them. And then some worse team is like, we'll offer you three times your value to come and hopefully save our life. Then they go there, usually don't end up saving the life of the team because their problems are much deeper. But I think that the salary cap issue is, is something that kind of it restricts people's ability to build a team more freely. All right, so let's uh let's get off this fun topic for a little bit and uh get into some Washington f- football franchise. Since oh since 2006, you know, they've been mistreating women whether it's going on you know, trip or just not treating them right. What, as a woman yourself, what's your thoughts on that whole situation? Uh, yeah, so the sad thing is every single time one of these articles comes out, I guarantee you not a single woman is surprised or uh, it's anything, you know, new to them. It doesn't make these things more harrowing to read, but it's just, you know, what are women really supposed to do? You know, they, they didn't really have an HR department. Uh, it's not like it was, you know, the water boy that was doing this. You know, the director of pro personnel, the radio voice, the vice president, uh, and, and, you know, uh, Dan Snyder, who he can deny that he had any idea about, you know, employee, uh, you know, workplace harassment, uh, but he can also be held liable for that kind of stuff if he did nothing to, you know, stop any of that, and I find it hard to believe that over the course of at least 20 years, he was unaware of that, and then when a month later something comes out that they were filming outtakes of an X-rated cheerleader video, I just, I, I don't know how you, from a, even PR standpoint, deal with that kind of thing, and I, I'm surprised they haven't t- taken action, because besides New York, Washington is a pretty important market for the team, financially and politically speaking. And so Daniel, Dan Snyder as the face of the franchise is just not a good look. And when we're trying to go into this direction of, you know, making women as coaches and referees and, you know, thank you guys for this women in sports initiative that people are kind of, you know, starting with, you know, Jason Whitlock going off the rails uh, again and again. Uh, oh, don't but, get started you know, with that stuff. I, I hate him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, they, they, they did it to uh, Jerry Richardson in Carolina, and maybe that's because he was the one actually saying this kind of stuff. But, you know, what they decide to do with Dan Snyder will set the tone for how the NFL feels about women in sports, to be quite honest with you, because it is plausible enough. It's not plausible enough, but for the league to pretend that they feel good about themselves, it's plausible enough to say that Dan Snyder was totally unaware of this stuff and just kind of move on from there. But but it it it's not it's not optimistic. And you know what the sad part is is 
Daniel Snyder has all these women employees, even if they're not still working for them, on on non-disclosure agreements. So it's like they can't say anything because if they say anything, they get sued. So we may not get the full truth, if at all, till 2026. You know, and that's awful to think. To think where I, I, I can picture Dan in his office and some guy comes in, one of his VPs. Man, what a time I had last night. It would be like, how much was it? And then, and then he just ripped out his checkbook. Or, 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 or actually, no, probably not even checkbook. He, he, he probably has a, he probably has a safe in his office. And it's full of cash just for stuff like this. And it's envelopes full of cash. Because because he obviously wants no paper trail. But it's just awful. And you're right. The NFL should force him to sell. Now, what what does Dan Snyder ultimately get punished for? Getting $2 billion? Oh, that's a life lesson. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Uh, but... You know, you, you, you can mistreat women and, and we give you $2 billion. <laughs> yeah. Um, and something I was kind of thinking about when I was just kind of thinking this stuff over is, like, the online, you know, kind of the trend from, you know, uh, you know, old-time journalism in offices, those kind of things, at least for, like, sports media, and especially this year, it's kind of started to move more into an online uh, aspect, and that's really positive for women in sports, I think, because, you know, online harassment is, is extremely bad as well, but uh, if you're in an office where you know if you say something, you're going to lose your job, and then you're never going to get a job again in sports because you're that woman that said something, so I think that, that that's kind of a saving grace for women in sports, but... Football especially, it just kind of seems like women are never taken seriously. And I think that's because there's no female counterpart of the sport that exists. There's no high school, and you know, obvious size reasons, and most women don't to be that aggressive. And if they do, they'll play soccer like I did. Uh, but I feel like because we've never played it, there's this idea that we have no idea actually, you know, what we're talking about, even though a lot of sports analysts Maybe play high school football, maybe redshirted in college, but it's not a bunch of NFL pros that are writing on these websites. It's, it's basically all talking mouthpieces. But it's easier to fight mouthpieces when they're online instead of, you know, a VP of personnel next to your desk and telling you to wear tight dresses. It almost seems, it just reads like a bad
no offense to Roger Goodell, but all of the offense to Roger Goodell, I don't have much faith in him. I think that, unfortunately, if he is driven out, it will honestly be for financial reasons for their stadium rather than actually caring about harassment and women in the workplace to me. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's kind of weird that you brought it up with the question thing because that's what Cam Newton did, I think, in 2016 when uh, Jordan Rodriguez asked her, you know, an, an NFL play question, and he just laughs. And I was really red hot about that because she asks a true good question that if any of the male reporters ask, he, he probably says, oh, Great, great, great question, Chief. You know, um, here's here's what I saw from defense, blah blah blah. But no, because a woman asked that question, she's like, man, <laughs> I'm not even gonna bother. You know, it's and that's horrible. It's like me and James say it all the time. You know, even even when you look at ESPN, right? The majority of the women on ESPN. Now, there's a lot that actually analyze the sport, but. It seems like there's more of the moderators, the timekeeper girls. You, you know, like Molly Kieran with First Take, Joy Taylor on The Herd, to where they wait for, for, the, for the producers to speak, you know, you know to go for timeouts and, and when to cut them off. And it should be more than that. And Jason Whitlock is just trash. And you know, you know, you know him, him, him coming at the at, at the woman he comes at, and then there was this Dan guy who criticized Real Taylor for showing her shoulders. Like, why are you even thinking about that? One, one, it wasn't a sexy outfit. Her shoulders were just showing. So, so it's like, where did you get off? You know, you're just that old white guy. Trying, trying to come up pervy. What does it matter? They're not wearing bikinis out there. They're, they're, they're not wearing clothes that clothes that reveal themselves. So, so it's like it. It seems they want any kind of thing just to say something. It's, it's like, it's like if y'all aren't perfect, yes sir, no sir, blah blah blah. Then, then, then it's a problem, and then that's not cool. Yeah, I've got someone tell me in a, like, dress that went down to my ankles that I had nice legs, and I'm just like, yeah, okay. Well, you know, and I feel like women have to know 125% of what they're talking about, and then some, and then also have an angle that no one's covered, and then also have 95 stats to back it up at the same time, and then also arrive at a never foreseen conclusion in order for people to be like, oh, yeah, you know, that's a good take. And a lot of it is lighthearted, and I'm pretty, you know, easygoing, and I, you know, rave back and forth with people. And so there's things like, you know, guys staying in shock when you draft a running back in fantasy instead of taking your favorite Saints player, uh, <laughs> or being asked to name all 53 players on the Saints roster to prove that I'm a fan. Uh, but then, you know, with guys where you're just sitting at a sports bar who come up and then ask, oh, so you're just here to meet guys. Or if we, you know, watch it for guys in the tight pants, which I've honestly never even gotten. If, if we wanted to watch guys for their bodies, you would watch swimming or something. Where yeah, bodybuilding, Olympics, stuff just, like that, yeah. And so, you know, you just laugh it off. Or sometimes my roommate and I, if we're feeling particularly aggressive, we'll yell at them if, you know, we've felt like today is the day. But 
guy being a sexist prick about about me liking sports. It's gonna get so many comments and retweets or likes and shares in about five minutes, and that guy will forever, forever on social media be known as a piece of shit. So if I was a woman, that's kind of stuff exactly what I would do. And I would screenshot any kind of DMs. And I would just look to make lives miserable. Because if you're choosing to assume something just because I'm a woman. You know what? I, I you're, you're giving me the right to treat you like shit. And to have other, other, other people, whether I know them or not, to treat you like shit also. Well, yeah, that... Um... That, that is true. I, I might just start doing that just for a personal, you know, series of uh, videos. But I will say that yelling at them is also really cathartic. And my roommate is a really big 49ers fan and also knows a lot about football. Oh, nice. And so if it's the two of us, and if someone, uh, we, you literally yelled someone out of a room before, uh, and that, that just kind of tends to be my tactic, because I just start shouting at them and spewing off things about things that I know and things that they don't know and asking them, if they, you know, watch football for the tight pants and things like that, like, it, most of the time if you bite back at those kind of people that think that that's, A, appropriate, and, and B, like, funny, or I, I don't even know what they try to get out of it, but they don't expect you to bark back at them, so that's just kind of been my tactic for, you know... You know what it is? It, but... They assume that because you're a woman, they assume you're weak, so they, uh, they, they think you're going to be afraid... Of going back at them. That that's probably that's probably what they assume. And you should let your roommate hear this, and she should come on the podcast next time. Well, I don't know if she wants to talk about the Forty Niners right now in detail, but well, so well, I just wanted to comment. Sorry, I was you know a little but I want to say that Jason Whitlock is it's funny because. I used to grow up on loving Jason Whitlock. I loved his takes, but he can go absolutely scram. Him and Clay Travis can go scram. And for me, it's like you commenting on women for their looks and not for their work. If I'm going to critique you, I'm going to critique you for your work, not for your looks. They can go scram. That's all I got to say. Well, that was his first quote-unquote argument for Maria Taylor is that... Uh, you know, he did criticize her for her work. But, no, he said, why does this woman have a vote on the ballot? And, you know, when you think about the fact that, like, quite literally in American history, women did not have a vote for a very long time. In his rebuttal, that that she does, you know, other things besides the NBA and this, that, and the other. And, No, no, I I uh tried to lower the volume while while I was on Twitter, and I forgot sometimes it makes the videos just go off. Videos start playing. It's so annoying. Yeah. But uh, what's it what's it like to write for SB Nation? Yeah, so I kind of ended up there. Uh, just as a series of of odd events that you know ended up working out very well for me. Um, my mom is like 
uh, my Chris Jenner, I, I say, for lack of a better term. Oh, nice. she, she really tries to get it out there for me. Um, and so uh, I had written for another site. I wasn't really gaining any traction. And so my mom, uh, you know, reached out to some guy on a Saints Facebook page asking if I could share my stuff on there. Uh, and so I, you know, started sharing my articles there. Uh, and then I don't know if you guys are familiar with Barry Hershitis. Hershitis? Not sure. He's, um, you know, he's a sports writer. He writes, you know, stuff about the Saints. He, you know, reached out to the guy that was, uh, you know, heading the Facebook group. Um, and, you know, I don't want to talk badly about the site that I was on, but he was like, she needs to get away from there. I have, you know, I can help her that, you know, this, that, and the other. And he DMs me. And, you know, to go off of the women in sports thing, I get this DM from this strange man telling him that, you know, my writing is amazing and he wants to help me. And you're just thinking, like, what is the catch here? You know, when is the creepy comment going to come in? And it was sad that he said in his message, he was like, I don't want you to think that I'm being creepy. I just honestly think that you're a good writer and want you to actually have a chance. You know, everyone in this industry, a lot of the time, need that person that kind of, you know, helps you and is in your corner. And he had someone do it for him. So, you know, he reached out to our editor, um, Ross Jackson, uh, and, um, you know, Ross connected me with, with the other editor, Chris Donalds, and, you know, they called me, like, two days later and wanted me to write for them. So, and, and they've been just, you know, really great so far. Um, you know, for me, my experience as a woman in, in sports media has been pretty positive, and I'm waiting for the take that I have that's uh, a hot-button topic and, you know, to start getting harassed. Uh, it has just really been a fun experience. Uh, you know, I, I, my mom is from New Orleans, uh, so I was born a Saints fan, basically. We went down there when they won the Super Bowl. Um, and so to be able to kind of just write the thoughts that I have no one to talk to about, really, because most of my friends don't like football, and if they do, they were all 49ers fans because I'm originally from the Bay Area. Uh, so it's just been good to be able to kind of, you know, have an outlet, and, and they've been really, you know, great so far. It's been fun for the, uh, you know, time of life that we're all having. James? Okay, um, he obviously is up the way again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 my, um, phone cut out. But yeah, that's a, that's an awesome story, my bad. Um, now, um, here's a question, um, what do you make of, uh, um, Dallas's disappointing start? <laughs> It, it brings me joy. I just don't like Cowboys fans. Um, Who I does? I don't even think that it's... It, uh, yeah, well, Cowboys fans, uh, loudly at that. But I don't even think that it's the team's problem. It's Jerry Jones. The problem is starts and ends with Jerry Jones. There is a reason that there are designated roles on a football team that have different responsibilities, like the general manager, the owner, the coach, the scout. And thinking that someone can be two of those things and A, have it not be a conflict of interest, and B, know what they're doing. You look at Nikki Loomis, who is a salary cap wizard, they're really good at scouting people, and Jerry Jones is their guy doing that. And, and so she banks all this money on Dak and, and Elliot, and he paid them so much money, and they're just out there on an island now with no one to compensate for their talent. So, you know, when we were talking before about managing a good team and, you know, teams that have late-round draft picks, they're still able to manage the organization 
a prime example of someone that can't manage their organization because they have someone double dipping in roles. And I just think that's a horrible strategy, for lack of a better term. I love Dallas's struggles. I think Dallas should struggle all the time. I despise them. I despise Cowboys fans. And seeing Dallas struggles always, always brings a joy to my heart. Always. And and listen, the, the NFC East is a joke. It is a joke. And even and, and it, it's it's so pitiful. I think my high school team that I played for could probably win that division. <laughs> if they could win a, a game and tie one then yes, they would be in first place in their division. It's, yeah. There was a year where the Cowboys, I think, were 7-9 and nine and went to the playoffs. And my dad and I were like, you know what? If you can't break up 2,500 and have an 8-8 eight and eight record at minimum, you should not be allowed to go to the playoffs. That should go to the second wild card slot that has a 13-3 and three record. I just think the concept of having a losing record but winning your division, that this should not automatically grant you a spot in the playoffs. Imagine if we get I into agree. a world to where one of the teams in the NFC least get into the playoffs with a 5-11 and 11 record. That's where we're headed at this rate. We're definitely, we're definitely heading... We're definitely getting to that, and honestly, it's, it's, as a guy who's a fan, Maryland, as a guy who's a fan of a team in the NFC East, I think the NFC East should not have any teams in the full, in the full season, and that's just a guy that's a fan of the team in the NFC East, Please. I think it's pitiful, even though, the, even though, the team? Seems, oh, team? Well, just to hate the Cowboys, I'm a Giants fan. I'm a Giants fan. Right, I can't, I can't think uh, at times. You said that. I honestly, no offense, I kind of forget who are in that division because they're not particularly memorable half the time. But no, they're not. And no, no, you, you don't. No, 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 listen. I'm a Giants fan, and, and I can tell you right now that the, the NFC East, or at least, or whatever you want to call it, is disgustingly. When I tell you disgustingly bad, I mean disgustingly bad to a point where it's like, it's nauseating how terrible that division is. And it's just dreadful. And I, my team doesn't even have a win. <laughs> my team doesn't have a win. We have a rookie head coach. We have a quarterback that turns the ball over every goddamn play. Our best player, Saquon Barkley, is out for the season. We have no weapons. And, and mm-hmm. tell me, and tell me, why, like, tell me, how are we still in this division? Oh, I don't know, because everyone else sucks. Dallas stinks right now. The Eagles are inconsistent. And Washington, well, it, the jokes just write themselves. <laughs> the, the joke is the Washington football team. Like, when I just say that, I'm like, I really couldn't have come up with something as an interim. I'm a soccer fan. It's like, it's like, it's like I'm a soccer fan. Imagine losing to... Giants, walk up off. Yeah, and, and 
and also the thing is, it's like if you're going into the playoffs with a losing record, you're not going anywhere in the playoffs. So it's an easy win for whoever gets you, and it's just a waste of time. Even though they're doing the expanded uh, playoffs this season, aren't they? They are uh, an extra wild card. Yes. So now it's an extra wild card. Yes. You're absolutely. Yeah. Right. So only one team, you know, is going to get that buy. Well, so it might be unpopular with Giants fans, but I would agree with you. I yeah. think it would be awful yeah. if Trevor Lawrence, a nice guy, a talented kid, oh I God. think it would be awful if he landed at that horrible trash toilet bowl stadium, MetLife Stadium. He should not have to play oh in that stadium eight times. Trevor Lawrence should have to play in the very bad, in the very terrible oh. Gillette Stadium. I I think Trevor oh Lawrence will look really good sitting on that bench, or maybe he starts, you know, you know, because who knows if they'll re-sign the very bad Cam Newton, who knows, you know, you know, maybe Belichick decides to retire, who knows, you know, um, but I think Trevor Lawrence will look magnificent in those Patriot colors, he does not deserve to be with the talented New York Jets or New York Giants, they are so talented, they don't need a first round pick, they do not need to have Trevor Lawrence. Well, it's ironic that you, of all people, would say that, considering that yeah. Tom Brady was drafted in the sixth round yeah. and then thought you yeah. guys six Super Bowls. Well, well, I mean, yeah. Tom, you know, Tom Brady was like, listen, guys, none of you teams should, oh should take me. Look at my 40 time. I run awfully, awfully slow. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not physically fit. You know, I'm a guy who's not going to be able to do much. And we we got to think... We gotta thank Mo um, Lewis. Um, 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 we I'm hold on, hold on. Gets, gets, no, 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 we no, we gotta no, thank I, Mo I Lewis for for tackling Drew Bledsoe and for Tom Brady entering the no. world because we saw twenty three, uh, we saw the Seahawks, and we saw four more Super Bowls after those. Oh, so Jesus I Christ. think Tom Brady is fantastic, and I think if your team's not yeah. lucky enough to have Tom Brady. I say I'm I'm sorry for you. My condolences. It, listen, it, I would it's say that. Patriot. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I, I would say that it is um, if you guys didn't have Belichick, you wouldn't have Brady. Um, facts. All facts. And and I think that he is the best player of your organization, and will always be the best player of your organization. So. Tom Brady, yes. The yeah. model looks great. Got you guys a bunch of rings, but I, I think that it. Uh, Bill Belichick had seventy percent of the. Uh, Thank you. Wow! Thank wow! You. Wow! Now you just want to throw hurtful Thank things around. Now, Thank now you just want to hurt feelings. You. Thank you're, 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 I'm, I'm finally. And, and, and James to wants to talk over people. James James just wants to talk over people no. now and be rude. No, no, because you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. No, 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 you're, you're done here. But look, but Madeline, here's, here's what I say. And for Giants fans who are going to listen to this podcast who are not going to like what I'm going to say, the Giants are not a quarterback away from being good. And the Giants organization runs a lot deeper than just quarterbacking. 
James, you got James way, way too happy, and I think it's your fault, and I blame you. Well, it's one thing when you're picking on, you know, the kid in the corner at school, but this is like picking on the high school jock, so. Yeah. Yeah, but listen, listen, listen. Yeah. Here's, here's how it is. James should have no reason, should have no reason to want to pick on me. me. He's a Giants fan. The Giants beat the Patriots twice. But no! James James still still wants to pick on Tom Brady. He still, he still wants to be a bad guy. And, and, right now, the Buccaneers are the better team. So I don't know why you have so much faith into a guy who, in his last couple of postseason games, had a big fumble, threw a big interception, and let's face it, he, he's one and done. He hasn't done anything with relevancy since 2009. Tom Brady oh won a Super Bowl at 37, 39, and 41 years old. How do you like that? Series in that Super Bowl with with throwing three big throws, but no one wants to remember that one. Well, and then and then and then and then he was down twenty to three, and he said, "You know what? I'm gonna make all y'all hate me, and all y'all gonna remember remember the Super Bowl for the rest of my life." If Drew Brees was down twenty to three, he'd be like, "No one in New Orleans hates Tom Brady for twenty eight to three. I can strongly assure you that is." Of course not, of course not. I'm I'm, I'm sure that's true, but the point is, Drew Brees would have called his wife and been like, alright, listen, pack, pack up the car, we're, 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 we're going to go home. And... He shot the first three opening drives of the Lions game this week, it played out like an FNL skit. They played the Lions. Yeah, they played the Lions. Now, yeah, what we want to know is, is the Lions the better team, yes Did not. No, we did not. Watching a bunch of games growing up, um, and, and then honestly, you know, 
the year that they went to the Super Bowl, like, really turned it around for me. Um, I, like I said, because I'm an only child, um, that was kind of something I could talk with my dad about. And he's very analytical and, and, you know, likes to kind of delve kind of deeper into those kind of things. And I remember one Christmas he bought me, like, an NFL 101 book, which honestly really helped. But I just think it was kind of a mix of, you know, watching Saints games with my mom growing up and then, uh, you know, starting to kind of get into it with my dad. And then uh, in terms of writing, uh, that's kind of more recent. I was in the psychology field, and then I got a grad degree in legal studies, was in the legal field, and then I decided that none of it was really fun at all. And so I just started writing on the side as a hobby because I've always liked writing. It's just been, I thought it was more of the job that I would like, and then it was actually that I just enjoyed writing these various jobs. Um, so, you know, I figured sports. I know more about the Saints until the cows could come home because I've been an obsessive fan for 90% of my life. Uh, so that, that's kind of the, uh, the whole thing uh, in, in uh, a very floppy gift, gift basket, if you will. Awesome. And uh, well, well, tell man, tell guess. tell the people where they can find you on social media. Uh, yeah, so my Twitter is uh, Maddie Hudak underscore ninety four M A D D Y H U D A K, and yes, my Slovakian random last name is indeed basically the same uh, tagline, and that helps a lot for uh, me to be honest. Uh, but that that's where you could find me, and. Um, Otherwise, on Canal Street Chronicles, uh, that's pretty much it. Please don't find me on Facebook if I don't know you. Yes, guys, do <laughs> not be creepy. If you do not know a female, do not go looking for a social media. Do not save images. Don't. Do not slide in the DMs. And, 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 the, the, I'm, I'm not sure if both of you saw it on social media, but um, it was, you know, plastered on there if you follow... Alyssa Schoner, um, some guy tried to, you know, flirt, flirt with her on Snapchat, and she just flat, just said, no, you know, you're not my type, she, she tried to let him off easy, and apparently, this guy's a major creep, he goes to college towns, tries to pick up freshmen, and he was apparently wanted in a couple of states, so now the guy's arrested, but, it just goes show, guys, listen, if a woman turns you down, it's for a reason. You you don't gotta, you, now, you can ask why, you're allowed to ask why, but after that, if you're still trying to talk to her, read the room, don't, don't, don't try to be creepy to her, don't, don't try to make her feel uncomfortable, don't treat her like shit, just take the L and go home. on freshman thing, I will not name their names, and I never will, uh, but there were some third-string Saints players a couple of years ago uh, who did come down to our college bar and try to do that, and I wow. was about five seconds from getting punched in the face by one of them uh, because they wouldn't stop hitting on my friends, and I just went and screamed in his face and told him that his position was one of the most irrelevant positions in the NFL, which probably didn't help, um, but... 
yeah, that was really scary, honestly. Uh, it's just, you know, the, the word no means no. Uh, I, I don't know why we all missed that lesson in second grade. Uh, but also, you know, don't don't help go prey on freshman girls. Like, it's just weird. That's gross. Don't be creepy. That's gross. That before. You know what? I, I give you so much credit. I, I would have named those names, but if you're a professional athlete, and and since they're third string, let's let let's say professional athlete very very loosely, but I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of horny ass fangirls who'd be more than willing to be with you. Why do you got to be creepy and and try to take advantage of a younger girl? I don't understand it. You know, you we we all know they think they're God's gifts. But hey, can you not be a creep? I told him that. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, to to be there, and, and, and that's what I said earlier. From now on, and I want all women to do this. You're out, you're out in a bar. You're out somewhere. You better take videos out here. We need to see you treating these men like shit. We, we need to see who these creepy motherfuckers are, and they need to get out. This has to stop. It's 2020. It's been bad enough. This has been going on for at least 20 to 30 years. Probably longer than that. But it has stopped. We, you women are not our property. You're not for our enjoyment. You're not to be treated like shit. So it has to stop. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, the athlete thing too. Because it's, you know, they are, I'm so great. Everyone says that I'm great, and then the second someone doesn't say that you're great, that's when they, you know, freak out. Uh, I, I will say, if I was ever going to record someone, it would have been that guy. Uh, but I know that his brother is uh, married to someone in the reality television world, and I told him that and told him that Ooh. I would go to the newspaper tomorrow and tell them everything about what happened. Uh, so, I'm not, I'm just not the one. What's, uh, what's, what's also, keeping you from yeah. doing that? Uh, I'm just because, I mean... Uh, it sounds bad, but like honestly, I don't want to deal with it. It wasn't me. I don't think my friend wants to deal with it really either. And so, because it's not Respect. my story, um, just gonna kind of leave it there. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I know that sounds really bad, and you know whatever. No, 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 no. It's 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 def- it's definitely respectful because if if you were to do that, then it would force your friend to kind of you know. Maybe think of something that you don't want to think of. So that's very good. Some things, some things can't be forced upon. Let's just hope that that has he's probably a has been player now. You know, let's let's hope he that was he was a has been player. Oh, that's even better. Let's let let's just he hope he got down, his act together. Big Montana the second he transferred to our school. So. <laughs> oh, there there was no no one flocking to them.
truly so not. I, I'm that guy. I, I'm that guy, man. Like, I'll make it quick. I'm that guy that if it's like, you know, I'll laugh, you know, like, oh, you know, you know what? You're right. I should feel bad. And then as soon as it's getting up, just kick them again just for good measure to make my point emphasized. Because just because we beat you, it doesn't matter. You didn't suffer enough. You, you made NFL not fun for everybody else for the past few years. It, 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 it's really not been fun for everybody else. Now, exception to the Falcons, the Falcons made, made life miserable for themselves when they kicked them. But everybody else has been tired of Patriots stuff. That's all I got to say. And, and also, thank you to you guys for, you know, this whole thing. I think, you know, guys that not only, you know, don't harass women on an active basis, but take the time to, you know, bring women on and also just talk about these kind of things and reiterate that it's not important. It's like that white people, they can't just think, oh, I'm not racist because I'm not doing anything racist. Not really enough. You need to actually actively combat it. And so in that same kind of way, you know, guys that say, oh, women should be in sports, uh, you know, well, it's things like this that help with that. So thank you, you know, for having me on and talking about all that. Well, that's one thing we will promise to always do. That's one that's one thing that's never going to stop and and just 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 quickly with the whole race thing, you know, we we talk about Black Lives Matter stuff before and you know, e- even though it's it's stuff that I can't say I I've witnessed myself, but it's something that I will always speak on because it's it's you know, le- you know, let's just face it. There's parts of this world that, if you're a certain color, you have better chances than others, and that's not cool. And parts of this world, know, it's well, the whole world. What the fuck is just being? Well, yeah, well, yeah, but it probably happens more here than than other places. Not just 
disrespect them because you, they're cute and attractive. Oh, respect all women, period. I said respect all women in general. Respect all women in general. Doesn't doesn't mean respect. When I say respect and support women, it doesn't mean respect and support women because you think they're attractive. Respect women because they actually know what the hell they're talking about, and respect them because you're actually a kind human being. Amen. Yeah. But again, it, 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 you know, it, it, it's like how, again, black people cannot do this by themselves. They need the people that are in the place of privilege to actually say something and do something about it. In, in sports, uh, you know, the women are not going to start a revolt. We could try, uh, but it, you know, when the guys actually started, you know, bringing attention to this and, and having us on and everything, that's kind of what makes the difference. So I really do. Yeah, I, this was this was a good, I think we delved into a lot here, so. We definitely did. Thank you so much for coming on, Madeline, and uh, we'll hope to do this again soon. Yes, thanks for uh, reaching out. And, uh, you know, uh, couldn't even say go Patriots with, like, a joking kind of... Oh, uh, uh, come on. <laughs> what about, what about, what about, what about go, go Tampa Tom? No, go Bill You know what? You know what? I'll take that. I'll take that. Go Giants, go. Go Giants, go. All right. Thank you, Madeline. Go Giants, go. Yes, you're welcome. You know, Madeline was just so innocent to where she did it all by herself. She didn't have any help from you. Of course not. She she did it all by herself. All why, by herself. Why why are we attacking innocent black people? All I was doing, sure, was just enjoying this lovely interview. And you know, she had to take some shots. And you know, I who am I to, to stop it? This is great content. Listen, ninety percent of the pod was a good pod. We had we had some salient points. We had some important conversations, and, you know, whoever that third-string New Orleans Saints player is, um, and, and, and now I'm curious, married to someone in reality TV, that just makes me so, so curious now. You know what? You know what it is? We have to look at the, um, we have to look at the um, who was the Saints' third-string quarterback from two years ago and look at the depth chart, and then we can put two and two together. Yeah, because it's because there's there's so many people who are dating reality TV stars. It's it's you know it's you know it's it's obviously not any member of the Kardashians, um, but but there's just so many stars where it'd be hard to say, but. To and and Alyssa Shoner is one of the gr- girls who are friends with Jade Sailor and Caitlin Heffler, who runs starting lineup. And it was if you're not following her, you should go follow her. She's a great follower on Twitter. But but the timeline and and sometimes I like seeing stuff like that. So if you guys want to follow her, Alyssa underscore Shoner. Now, Alyssa is self-explanatory, 
but her last name is S-C-H-O-E-N-E-R. She is incredibly smart. She has 120,000 followers. So, you know, she's she's been on starting lineup as well. The three of them were just in New York this past weekend. But those three girls are very bright. Yes, sure, they're pretty. But just like me and Madeline talked about it well, James was in nappy land or wherever he was, you know. Maybe maybe he was thinking of more hateful things to say about the Patriots, you know. But just because a woman is beautiful, maybe, hear me out, maybe this is a hard concept for people to, to understand. Maybe women, just maybe, they can be beautiful and like sports. <gasps> the shocker. <laughs> that is an, that is an incredibly shocking concept. Shocking. <laughs> but real quickly, because that. this has been a little longer than I anticipated, um, Yankees A4 going to the top of the ninth. John Carl Stanton just continues to show, hey, listen, I'm here. If there's no one booing me, I'm going to be incredibly, incredibly talented. And I'm going to show y'all that, you know what, I deserve to be here. Um, I will say the Yankees most likely still lose this game. But here's what has to happen tomorrow. Jordan Montgomery has set the tone. Alright? Scores first. Then, the New York Yankee offense... Has to find it within them to put men on base and score. Put men on base and score. Put men on base and score. And James, the smart one on this podcast, what have I what have I always said? What do they not do in the postseason? They don't situational hit and they don't hit with runners in scoring position. That's right. And normally, John Carlo would be the reason why. And, and, which is why your call yesterday to Barton Han was so horrible. Han said, Judge still needs to show me something. You say he don't. Homie disappeared, bro. Game one of the wild card, he does good. Game two, he suck. Game one of the DS, he does great. Let's be honest now. Between yesterday and today, yes, he had to catch, he had a, he had an RBI here and there, he had a hit here and there, but he's not been amazing. He's he's disappearing a little bit. He's fading away a little bit. All right, you can't you can't have that. If this is the guy who can possibly be the future captain, is this the guy who can warrant a five to six year contract? Worth $160 million. You can't have it. When you have John Carl Santon. And a guy who. You know what. He might be gone. He might be gone next year. In DJ LeMayu. It's a possibility now. Because maybe he might outprice himself. Maybe he might ask for $25 million a year. For four years. Maybe Yankees won't want to go a fourth year. And if that happens. I will be off Twitter. That whole entire offseason. Because constantly we're going to have reminders of DJ signing wherever else. And if I'm the Red Sox, if he wants that fourth year, and if the Yankees don't want to give it to him, the Red Sox steal him. 
and that changes everything I'll, for that organization. Whoever, whoever wants to go with that fourth year, but but the Yankees, I I I don't think you go five, and I don't think you go thirty a year. I think twenty five for four is very very reasonable, and and also, Tanaka, he's probably gonna want forty to fifty million, and based on how if this is his last absolutely appearance with the Yankees, I don't think he's worth it. Which is why I also said earlier, you know, with Sheffield that Yankees might have to choose between DJ or or JT Romuto, because if if you're gonna re-sign Tanaka, and if you're gonna re-sign DJ. That that would be a total, okay, a total of a hundred and twenty to thirty million for two players. So now, if you sign JT, you're talking about one ninety to two hundred ten million dollars for three players. You you still got Stan on the books. You got Cole on the books. You're gonna have to pay Judge at least ten to fifteen million dollars. You're 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 gonna have to pay Gary within seventy eight million dollars. That's not terrible. You got Sevy's ten million that that will come off the books at books after next off season hopefully. So and 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 then you know what you you gotta get a shortstop. Or or we're having or we're having Tyro Estrada <laughs> be our second baseman all year, or Tyler Wade be our second baseman all year. And that's, and that's not what we want. So, we're going to have big off-season problems. Very big off-season problems. Um, I'm, this is what I'm going to say. Um, I, I'm going to say that for number one, yeah, I'll tell you another team that could sign DJ. And don't be, don't, be, don't be mad when I say this. I think the Mets could sign him. Cohen gets approved. You don't think? You don't think with all the money he has, he's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna need some some players. Don't give the fourth year to DJ LeMahieu. If I if I'm the Mets, I I'm signing. I'm signing Correa and Springer. Those are two players I definitely sign. Well, Correa's not a, a free agent until the following year. Springer's uh, a free agent at the end of this year. Oh, I so, thought Correa had an option. Just like Lindor is not a free agent until the following. year. Okay. I think Springer, well, I well think I'm the, definitely signing I'm Springer. Right now. And if you can sign Springer and DJ, if you could sign Springer and DJ, that's the best one-two combination in the league. There is not a better. And the reason why I say one-two, because that would be their leadoff hitter and number two hitter. That's an amazing, an amazing one-two <laughs> combination. So, and, and then if you add, and, and then Jeff McNeil, if he stays doing Jeff, Jeff, Jeff McNeil things, and if they can sign J, JT Real Muto, that, oh that, team is, that team is winning the division. The team is winning the division. Just sorry, right there, just, just, just right there with those three players, your DJ would definitely bat 280. That's minimum. Jo- George Springer and, D- and, and DJ, George, George Springer would have at least 30 to 80 RBIs. I, I think I can solidly book that in one. In about 120 games, DJ should have 15 to 60 RBIs. JT Real Muto should have anywhere from 15 to 20 homers to 80 to 90 RBIs. Just right there alone, those three players would would probably get at least 25 to 30 wins. Just just alone. 
Now, now of course you got to pitch and another player's got got to do their things, but those would be three very talented players to have on one team. I agree, and I think with that, I truly, truly think that if the if the Mets get those three players, and then even they add pitching to help out Degrom, the Mets the Mets could be a team that could represent the National League in the World Series. Because that lineup, given then McNeil can do McNeil things. Um, plus Conforto. Have, um, you'll put, plus Conforto. Plus plus um plus Alonzo. Um, plus you'll have um, plus Dom, plus Don Smith. Dominic Smith. You that got team, you got Noah coming back. Good. You got the Grom. Noah coming back. You can you can resign Strowman. You, you're talking. I, I don't think they're resigning Strowman. I, I think that's done. But they'll probably will have to get another pitcher. You're talking about, and you'll probably are putting three bullpen, getting a starting pitching. You're talking about. Oh, the you want to know who I could see being met? James Paxton. I, I could definitely see James Paxton being a Met. Oh, my God. Now, now you're going to add Paxton with Noah and DeGrom. You're talking about two solid left-handers, and Paxton could probably be your second or third starter. You could turn them and Noah can flip between second and third, regardless of what your preference is. Um, the Mets could easily probably represent the National League in the World Series. In one offseason, the Mets went to jokes. To like serious contenders and a flip of the wrist. Because now you're getting guys that are not just gonna be home run dependent. They're gonna they're gonna be good at situational hitting, which is something the Yankees can't do. Well right now. that that would be incredibly, incredibly awful. And we're gonna end it here. And before, Again, before we bottom end it, before we well, end it. Well, what? And what's bottom of the night? Before we end this um, and the Yankees are likely going to lose the bottom of the ninth. Um, I know we touched on this yesterday, but you, we play, we, we talked, the, um, I know we didn't get talked about, but a couple of, um, Stephon Gilmore tested positive for COVID, for COVID, and now the Titans team, which the Bills could be in jeopardy, and Darius Slay said that the season should be played. As a guy, you love the NFL. What are your thoughts on all these COVID that's starting to be outbreak in the NFL, and should there be a season? Well, I saw on the timeline that on Friday, Gilmore and Kim had dinner together, so it makes sense why he got COVID. Um, and you know, again, that game should should have never been played. Um. Today we also find out on the timeline timeline that the Titans held a a not known practice. So when the facility was supposed to be closed, and they were not supposed to practice, they chose to practice. So apparently they don't care. You know they they must have thought it was all under control, but no. Um. We're going to eventually get to a point to where you're putting people's lives in a problem. And you can't do it. I don't know how the NFLPA is not doing something. 
I don't know how these owners are allowing it to happen. You know, and and this has nothing to do with me being a fan of a team who could do something this year. It's just about us being humans. And would any of us, now granted they're getting paid very, very well, but that shouldn't matter. They're human beings. And their lives are being put at stake for our enjoyment. And I don't think... Now, now maybe I would just because I, I'll do a lot of things for money. Um, but if 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 it came with me putting my life in hands way, like if someone told me, listen, Nick, I'll give you a billion dollars to jump into this water, but the water may or may not be shallow, but you get the billion dollars right now in your account. You see it in your account, but I'm still not jumping. Because may, may or not be shallow. I, I can jump and automatically hit floor flooring and die. So the billion is in my account, yeah, but I'm dead. So this is one of those things where these guys are going to pay millions and millions of dollars. But what's the cost? And so far, no chiefs have tested positive, which is good, right? Um, but that doesn't mean it won't happen Sunday because Gilmore was covering Hill. Gilmore was covering Kelsey. Gilmore was covering Coleman. Gilman played every defensive snap as he usually does. And this is what we had on the pod a month ago. Doc Flynn said it himself. Said it herself. It takes days. So, you know, maybe this week will go on. Tomorrow we're gonna see Bucks Thursday Thursday night football. So yes, I will be watching Tom Brady over the Yankee Rays game for the most part, and maybe I'll be missing nothing because of the way they're playing now. But I don't know how it can go on, and then we'll get to a point again with no sports because let's face it, NBA is over tomorrow, or or if not tomorrow by by Saturday. Baseball will be over by, let's say, October 27th, 28th, around there. Um, hockey's done. So if football has to, let's say, maybe stop for a month, that's, that's a month without any of the major four sports. But it's something that has to be done. And Razor went out of way. You know, um, that's, that, that sucks too. But... I, I love football. I want to see football games Monday, Sunday, Thursday. But if it's at the expense to these guys being healthy, nah, man. Put, you know, postpone this right now. PPD the season till, till, till you can get in the bubble. And, and I'm sure the NFL will have the quickest bubble because they won't want to waste too much time. But but if we had that no NFL for two three weeks, you know what? Do it. Yeah, um, you kind of with you on that. Um, I think the NFL should have probably done it better. I think I kind of blame the P- NFLPA for this. Um, they didn't take proper protocols correctly, so that's also a problem. Um, 
I just think that if I'm the NFL, I would have done the schedule a little bit differently. I would have probably had teams play region play each play the regions like you know east play east and then have like one you know just east play east south play south and one play north and west play south and reduce the season from sixteen to twelve. That's what you would have to do because and then have a playoff bubble. Because you've seen it work, and you've seen it work right now in the MLB. You're seeing it work in the NBA and the NHL. Uh, you're you're gonna have to do that because you're gonna get more positive cases. I mean, Gilmore was right, was very close to Patrick Mahomes after he gave him, you know, gave him what you know, gave him the pregame handshake, and then bam, you know, Gilmore got tested positive for COVID. So you gotta be very careful. And Titans, um, and lastly, I heard the Titans might forfeit their game Sunday. But they, they should forfeit it. Protocol because they, they were... Uh-huh. Alright, but, but that's how we're going to end it on this. Uh, fantastic conversation, yeah. and we'll do this tomorrow. Rays, go fuck yourself.